Um, I wanted to share what happened last week. Chloe, my three-year-old, she's almost four, but she crawled up into our big armchair, and we were sitting there talking, and I don't even know what led to this, but suddenly I felt the Spirit of God leap up in me, and, and, and the question went through my head, has has Chloe accepted Jesus? Like, has she ever, like, said those things, you know? And so I asked her, I said, have you asked Jesus in your heart? And she said, no. And I said, well, do you want to? She said, yeah. And so I explained what sin was and and about repentance and asking Jesus to forgive us, and I led her in this prayer. And then I led her to pray that the Holy Spirit would come and fill her. And then after we got done, she said, well, Mommy... And I said, well, well, now you've asked the Lord to come and change your heart and give you a new heart, and you can pray in the Spirit. You can pray in tongues if you want to. She said, well, can we do it right now? And I said, yes, of course we can. And so she's like, okay. And she folded her hands, and she started praying in tongues, and she said like three or four words, and she stopped and looked at me and said, Mommy, my mouth feels funny. And I said, Chloe, that's God praying through your mouth. And so she, she, she's like, let's do it again. And so okay and she prayed in tongues again and she stopped amen and then she's like can we do it again and over and over and over she kept praying and and every once in a while she go mommy can we pray in tongues and it's just the the most amazing blessing because now everything is different because i know that the spirit of god is living in my three-year-old and that there's nothing impossible that she can lay hands on the sick and raise the dead and she doesn't have anything telling her not to so praise the lord The harvest is right. So before Byron comes up, I really some of you may have seen this, but there was a recent testimony within the past couple of weeks from out in Arizona, and this is just a very ordinary lady who God used to do extraordinary things at Target on a shopping trip, and you know it reminded me how much in this season where God is birthing and awakening in our nation, how He's going to use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. So check this out. Yesterday I had um, woken up and decided to go shopping and I ended up at Target and I walked in the store and went down to the Health and Beauty Aids Department and I didn't know why I was there um, and all of a sudden a woman had come around the corner in one of the motorized wheel carts and as she pulled up we had struck up a conversation and after about 10 minutes, I asked if there was anything that I could pray for her about. And she had arthritis in her hands and in her knees and in her spine. And her hands were crippled up and her spine was crooked. And um, she said yes. So we had taken, I sat down on the floor and for about an hour and a half had taken her through some unforgiveness and some other issues that she wanted to pray into. At the end of that, I asked if she was able, if we were could pray. And she said, sure. So we started praying. And as we were praying, she kind of started screaming a little bit. And I looked down at her hands and her pinky had started to straighten out we began to keep praying more and she started really screaming and a warmth had gone through her whole body and her spine began straightening straight up and I looked down at her hands and her hands had completely unfolded 
as she began screaming, I had backed off and looked down and the security guards were coming down around the corner. And as they began to ask her what was wrong, she could not speak. And I had begun laughing and then she started laughing and then the guards were laughing. And next thing we knew, the entire aisle was full with people that had gathered around to see what was going on. Um, when the lady was able to speak, she told the security guards what was happening and he was so excited and asked if my God could do the same thing for his mother who had just called him that morning and was complaining that she couldn't get out of bed. I said sure and we called her on the cell phone and began to pray over the phone. She could see no physical healing but she felt the warmth go through her body and the pain as it subsided. Um, after that was over we hung up and I looked around and the whole aisle was full of people and so from start to finish it was about four hours and we just prayed for everybody that was wanting prayer and at the end the security guards went to clear the aisle for the woman in the cart and she politely told him that would not be necessary that she would walk out on her own and she gets up and walks out and as we were um, leaving the parking lot, someone had ran up behind me and said, Ma'am, can you come and pray for my daughter? And I said, Sure. And we went over to her vehicle, and her daughter had MS. So we just prayed with her for a little bit, and that was it. <laughs> That's a great testimony, wasn't it? Yeah, thank you. That's a great testimony about uh, Chloe, too, wasn't it? Yeah. Getting saved, yeah, filling with the Holy Spirit, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, let's just, I want to talk to you this morning. Try to behave a little bit. I think I wore the people in the first service out bad. That <laughs> was bad. <laughs> I was telling Marlon, I got this crazy thing on me today for some reason. <laughs> no, I'm not going to hold back. Actually, what happened, this is really wonderful. I know this can be offensive sounding, but it's really the truth. Is Wednesday night, just really, uh, the Lord, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit just set on you, and you just get intoxicated feeling. You know, that's the way you feel. And you feel drunk. You know, these men are not drunk as you suppose. The Bible says that, and that was because they were acting like they were drunk. Anyways... But what happens when that really happens to you is it really makes you love the Lord more. That's the results of it. That's, every time that, it just makes me want to go after the Lord more and just have more passion for the Lord. And So that happened to me. I was the whole time Wednesday night. I was in, in pretty bad shape in, in a good way. But I came in here this morning and it got on me again. <laughs> so thank you, Lord. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. I'm just not ashamed of you, Holy Spirit. Not ashamed of you. I'm not ashamed of you. Thank you. Because without you, we're just dead in the water. We don't want to be dead in the water. Amen. So I've been talking about hearing God's voice. These have been some erratic, uh, not some systematic approach to hearing God's voice. But it's how God's speaking to me. So I wanted to read Romans 10, 8 through 11. And what I want to talk to you about, number one, is how many people in this room would like to have a promotion? Of any type, I'm talking in the natural realm, like a promotion at work, make more money. Or, the raise. The raise. Yeah. 
Let's pray for Andy. He needs prayer. <laughs> it's going to take a pretty major miracle. <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> a, pro- a, a promotion in the spirit realm. Because God really wants to promote people now. There's a promotion anointing being released. And, uh, and I want to talk to you about how to be promoted into something. And, I, it's, and it comes, I believe, one of the ways this, this, this promotion comes... It comes through the power of agreement. Okay? It's agreeing with God. And I just want to read this, Romans 10, 8 through 11. Uh, but what does it say? The Word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the Word of faith which we preach. So that's really what the Scripture teaches right there, that the Word of God, we're talking the rhema Word of God, the spoken Word of God is right here at us. And in fact, it's within us, it's near us. And then it says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be sozo. Everybody got that? Saved means sozo in this thing, which means salvation, healing, and deliverance, and preservation. That's powerful, man. Then it says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. So, with the heart, one believes. So, your, it's, your salvation, as we know, comes because we believe in our heart and we agree in our mind and we confess it, okay? That means your mind is becoming submissive to the beliefs of the heart, okay? And that's the key for, the, for, your, for your salvation is the key for your Christian life is for your mind to lower itself to, to the heart, and what the, because the Spirit of God in you speaks to your heart and your mind has to make a choice if it's going to agree with what the heart is hearing. And, but when you make that agreement with what God, the Holy Spirit, is saying, when you make that agreement with your mouth, something happens. In this particular verse, salvation happens. A person comes into a born-again experience because they're agreeing with what God is saying. As a believer, it's a principle that we should live our lives like this, that we agree with what the Spirit of God is saying. And when we begin to agree with Him, power gets released into our lives. That's how power comes, is through agreement with God. You have to agree with God. You have to hear Him speak. Okay? You have to hear the voice of God speaking to you. And you have to make a decision in your mind whether you're going to submit to that voice or not, and when you submit to the voice and you actually agree with that voice and say it back to God, then something gets released in the spirit realm. Have anybody ever had that experience where you actually said something you heard God saying and, when, and you felt the spirit, you felt something happen? Has there ever, anybody ever went, been up to a, a railroad crossing where a train was sitting still and you were just sitting there and all of a sudden you, the train down the track somewhere, the locomotive started moving and the whole train goes, whoo! That's what you feel something. I have literally felt that in the spirit. It's like the train, everything tightened up and it started moving. Well, that's a picture of what happens when we begin to agree with God. Something is starting to set in motion in the realm of the spirit. And when that thing starts setting in motion in the realm of the spirit, it will manifest in your life. And what happens is God wants to teach us how to hear Him on the inside. Okay? Because we're living in a time right now in the, in the natural realm where God is beginning to release more and more manifestations of the spiritual world in the natural world. There, 
Yeah, like that lady who just had that manifestations. I mean, that was just an outward thing where God began to really move and she by faith just jumped in it. But there are people seeing angels. There's people seeing, having these heavenly experiences like never before. We, I've been a Christian over 30 years. I have never heard of so many people. In the past, it was always a few, uh, you know, real high-level prophetic people, you know, high-level gifted people who had these. But now just common, everyday people are having these heavenly experiences. God is beginning to release that. And I think we need to really let, you know, you know, reach for those things because they're in reach right now. However, there's going to be times when those things are not because God really is more important for us to hear Him within than without. So when you are not hearing God without, it means He's trying to say, I'm trying to speak to you within because day in and day out, that's how we're going to hear God. We're going to hear Him inside of us. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying to you? Versus on the outside of us. Okay, so I just wore them people out in the first service, so I didn't tell them the story. But I just really want to tell you this wonderful story. It's a wonderful story. Okay, but this is not an everyday occurrence. It happened to me Thursday night. You know, Becky and I went up to visit our daughter Grace in Durham, and Becky and, and Grace went to a cookie show or a cookie swap, and they was, they was, we got cookies. <laughs> I stayed there. My son-in-law went to watch a football game with his buddies. I didn't want to go because I was like, I got to get ready for today because I had like two hours all week to do that, so I was going to take that time to do it. So I was sitting there trying to develop this message, that, which I'm not preaching to you because I didn't do the one I was working on because I got so frustrated. I just like, you know, you write something down and you think, no, that's not it. it. That's not what I feel inside. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. I'm trying to figure out how to catch what I feel, and I can never do it. And I just, just got to a place like just sitting there, just, you know, just like, what in the world, Lord? What is wrong, you know? I got all this in me. I can't find what it is. About that time, I heard in my mind to let Abbas, A-B-B-A-B-B-A-S, in. Abbas wants to come in. And I said in my mind, yes, Abbas should come in. And when I said that, I felt a presence, and I was sitting sort of behind you know, to my back, and then there's a like, kitchen area, and then there's a hallway to the front door. I felt somebody come in the front door of the condo. And I felt them walk in the room. It's like I felt a presence. You know, like when a person walks in and you're, you, you don't see them, you may, you may not hear them, but you feel their presence, right, of a person. You can feel the presence of a person there. I felt this presence come in, and then I felt this presence set down beside me on the couch, and I literally felt their thigh hit my thigh. I felt it. And in my mind, I knew this was an angel. I don't know how I knew it. I just knew, and I knew this person was name was Abbas, which means, literally, it's an Arabic name. Abby is the girl version of it. Uh, but it means lion. That's what it means. Lion. And I knew it, this angel appeared as a male, and I knew he appeared to be about 6'4", and weighed about 230 or 240 pounds. I just somehow knew all that. But once... And I know this may sound crazy to some of you, but I don't, it's just, I'm just telling you, I'm telling you the truth. This really happened. It wasn't a dream. However, once he bumped me, this drowsiness came over me. And my, I was fighting to stay awake because I was, you know, this was happening. I was fighting it with all my might to stay awake. Next thing I know, I popped my head up and I'm like, did that really happen? That's what I thought. Did that really happen? It really did happen. 
It really hit him. That was a visitation from this angel. And I was telling my daughter about it the next night because I had to think about it for a while. And I told my daughter about it. And she said, oh, gosh, Dad, I feel the Lord all over me right now. Did that angel come with you or is it staying here? That's what she said. <laughs> I said, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually asking that angel to stay here with you. I mean, I would like for him, him to stay there and help you. I mean, because obviously this was a pretty serious angel. But that, and then Becky actually had, a couple of weeks ago on Wednesday night, she was praying for somebody, and she felt somebody bump into her. And she looked, and there was nobody there, and then she felt them again bump into her. Oh, this may sound like craziness to you, okay? And you may have to be crazy to accept something like this. I'm, gone, I'm crazy. I thought I had a crazy spirit on No, God is moving like that, and God is releasing the angelic realm into the earth now because we need the help of these angelic beings to wage the war that God is placing in front of us. There's things that God wants to do, and He sends these beings. However, I don't think I'm going to be having experiences like that every day of my life. I don't think that's reasonable to expect it, but I do think it's reasonable for me to be able to hear the Holy Spirit speak inside of me and hear His voice and, 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 and respond to that voice and do what that voice is telling me to do. And I believe as I cultivate that voice of listening to God within, then the outside stuff will come and go as it will. But I'm not going to be stuck in this world where I'm stuck looking outside for something to happen because I just need that so bad because I don't have something in here working. That was great that that happened to me. It was wonderful. It's like icing on the cake, but it didn't... I'm, I'm, the Lord's already in, operating inside of me. I'm hearing Him speak to me. I'm hearing Him speak to me through the Scripture. I'm hearing Him speak in different ways within me. And I think that's the thing that God wants for people now. He wants to release these experiences, but, he's, he's, but He wants to ground you in something else of you as His child hearing His voice. Okay, regularly, daily, all, you know, an ongoing thing where you hear God and God, you, there's this act, active communion between you and the Father. Okay, and then so when the angelic stuff or the, you know, the, the gold dust, all that kind of stuff that, and, and the miraculous things that do happen that God, we're going to see more and more. When those things happen, that's great. We enjoy them. Hey, praise the Lord. They don't happen. Great, we're still happy because we're hearing the voice of the Father. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying to you? So this is really important. So I wanted to share something about agreeing with God. Uh, it's in John 14, 15 through 18. I just love that kind of stuff, really, though. <laughs> you just want to tell you the truth. I want more of it to happen in my life. But, you know, it's sort of strange that I knew... I had this, all this information about this person, this angel. I knew all about him. It was like I knew him as a person. And uh, I didn't know him before that moment. It's like this, this information came with him. And maybe this angel has been around me more. And I just, but in the spiritual sense, I know him, but in the natural sense, I don't. But at that moment, I did. I don't know. I don't understand all that. But this is, this is John 14, 15 through 18. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Okay, everybody knows that another there means another like himself. It comes from the Greek word A-L-L-O-S, which is interesting enough, is where we get the word aloe for the aloe vera plant. Okay, so, so there's another person who's another person like Christ, another person like Jesus called the Holy Spirit. And they call him the comforter or helper here. 
uh, which means called to one's side or to one's aid. Okay, so that's what the Holy Spirit's job is, to come alongside of us to help us. And what we need is we need, and we need this person of the Holy Spirit who wants to reveal himself to us, and he wants to help us. That's what his job is, is to help us, to come to our aid. So we as Christians must have this heart that we do not have enough of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit in our life. We need to have more desperation for this person of the Holy Spirit. Okay? If, if we as believers today, if Jesus Christ walked in here in the natural, we would be desperate for him. Every one of us in here because we love him so much. You know, he died for us. He'd done all these great things for us. And we would want to be around him. We would reach out to him, Right? Wouldn't you? I mean, would you not? If the Lord Jesus walked in here, wouldn't you, wouldn't you knock people down to get to Him? Everybody would. Of course they would. Would that? We should have the same heart towards the Holy Spirit. We should have this thing. If the Holy Spirit... I want the Holy Spirit. I don't know enough. I'm not, I don't know enough spiritually. I don't understand the Bible enough. I, 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 don't, I can't live this Christian life good enough. I need you. I can't do it. I'm, I'm, I'm falling short constantly. Oh, I desperately need you, Holy Spirit. We need to be those desperate people. You know, the church is too smug. We're smug. We're smug. We don't desperate for this person. That makes Christianity what it's supposed to be. We feel like I got touched by the Lord, I'm filled by the Lord, I'm good. No! I'm good for that moment, but tomorrow what am I going to do? Because I'm going to leak out on purpose. And I need more, I need more, I need more, I need more. If you don't have that heart in you today, I need more, I, don't, I need more of you, Lord. I need more of your manifestations in my life. I'm desperate for you, Lord. I'm desperate for the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, offend me. I don't care, I'm desperate for you. We don't have that kind of heart. We're in desperate trouble. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying to you? So, anyways, he's called the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Okay. Then he says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Now, that's, if you've been around here much, you know about the orphan spirit. Okay? Orphan spirit. That's one of been the major things I feel like God has really has attempted to do in this church is go after that orphan spirit that's on every human being that ever was born on this planet. Everybody comes into the world and there's an orphan spirit waiting on you the moment you're born to attach itself to you and hurt you and wound you and, make, and tell you lies all your life. And that's really what we do. We... We come into the salvation experience not knowing that, that there's this person called the Father who's a Father and wants to reveal Himself to us as our personal, loving, heavenly Father and wants to take all the hurt and wounds out of our heart that have been inflicted on us as people and get them out of you, heal you, and, and set you free from this, this spirit that says that you're an orphan, this, this spirit that says you're abandoned, this spirit that's, that's poverty, this spirit that just says you had to claw for recognition, this spirit that says you had to claw for identity. All those things that an orphan doesn't have, an orphan has no identity. The Father gives identity. That's, that's the Lord for you. The Father gives you your identity. That, what would you call that thing? Okay. That Argyle thing that Blaney was telling us about. 
this identity of the, that the Father places on you. This is my son. This is my daughter. And God has been trying to do that in this church. He's been trying to convince you and I, you're my son. You're my daughter. I want to relate to you like that. And I want to remove all the hurt that came into your life up until now to so you will know me as the father. And we also learn through the Sozo training that your relationship with your mother and your relationship with your siblings and or friends are also impacting things in a person's life. But the Father wants to fix all of that in our lives. He wants to heal all of that. And it's really important that we really allow that to happen because if we don't get that, then we can't go to this next place that I want to tell you about where God wants to take us. Because God is doing that, but there's somewhere else He wants to take us. There's something else He wants to do in our life. And if we can't get that one settled at least to some level, I mean, I don't know what level it is, but to some level, if that is not an issue settled in your life, you will never be able to walk into the things that God has for you. Never. Because, the, because there's, some, there's a place in you where the enemy has a place he can keep grabbing you and pulling you back down. So let's read Revelation. Are y'all good? Y'all know I'm... Revelations 1, 4 through 6. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace to you and peace from him who is and was and who is to come. And from the... See, there you go. Who is. Past. God wants to deal with our past. Who... who or who, who was... That's the past. Who is is right now. He wants to be in your very presence right now. And he's also trying to tell you, see, that's what the Father does. Hey, everything's okay. Your future's secure. How many of you here would love to have that much stronger than you have right now? Your future is secure. Don't worry. Everything's taken care of. Russia's going, you know, back in my day, Russia was going to drop a nuclear bomb on us, you know, back in the Soviet Union days. Now you got Islamic terrorists. But when you have something from the Father that says, no, don't worry about none of that stuff. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to, I'm going to walk you through life. You're going to be safe because I'm the Father. That's, that's the future. Uh, right now, we need Him right now, today, and we needed Him to deal with our yesterday. That's, that's what, what He was getting. Uh, and from the seven spirits who are before His throne, seven manifestations of the Holy Spirit. He's pretty, you know, He's not one-dimensional. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and that should set you, make you feel good this morning. One thing I feel real thankful for in my life personally is I have people in my family that, that died in Christ and are living in heaven, and I'm going to get to see them again. You know? And that's a, that's a comfort to me. And I know when I die, I'm going to heaven. It says firstborn. There's firstborn, there's secondborn, there's thirdborn, there's fourth, you know, and on down to the millions, however many. The more to marry to God, okay? Uh, firstborn from there, and the ruler. See, he's the ruler. Now, he begins, this is what we've got to get. Jesus wants to reveal himself as the ruler, okay? He's a ruler. He's not just our big brother, but he's a ruler. He's, the, you know, the king of kings. The ruler over the kings of the earth, Okay, and this is important. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us. Now, this is where God wants to take us. God wants to take the sons and daughters of his family 
Because God is really, that's how he operates. He's a big family guy. So if you're in the family, he's got, and he's, a big, he's got this big business called the kingdom. It's huge. But he don't go out outside the family to get people when he needs somebody. In other words, you know, we, you know some companies, they'll go hire somebody from the outside to give them a, a job when they don't raise up people within. That's not a good practice. But that ain't the way the Father is. He's looking to raise up kings and priests on the earth right now to, to, to administrate his business, to take care of his kingdom. So he looks for people, he looks for sons and daughters, but he has to have sons and daughters that have this issue of him being their father to be able to be affected in this. So people really have callings on their life and they, try to, they keep trying to enter in, they try, try to enter in without getting this other settled and it, it always winds up not working for some reason. And it's not working because they haven't got the father, the sonship, the daughtership. Those issues are not settled enough in their life. Okay, because God, when he begins, when you go into a place of authority as a king or priest, he doesn't, he doesn't treat you like a son at that moment. He treats you in a different way. And see, that's what throws people off with God is suddenly, you know, with Daddy, here's Marlon. Marlon's the father. Okay, and he's up here in heaven, and there's a big decision to make over Iran's nuclear stuff. And the father's up there making some decisions about what he's going to do about it. Well, here comes Byron Wicker. He busts into this big meeting with all these high-level angels. There's God the Father. I say, Dad! And I go sit on his lap. What does he do? He doesn't push me off and say, Byron, I ain't got time to mess with you now. I'm in, I'm in business. No, he says, oh, man, I love you. He says, leave him alone. If you mess with him, I'll knock you down if you mess with my boy. This is my son. He can come to me whenever he wants to, and he can interrupt heaven because he's my child. And, and that's the way he is. And he just he holds us and loves us. That's the way. That's, we've got to get that part settled. But when he calls us as kings and priests, we don't go sit on a lap. Okay, because suddenly he starts acting different. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? And it's not that he's saying, no, you're not a son anymore. He's saying, right now, son, daughter, you're a king. You're under authority right now. You've got to operate different. You've got to understand how to operate on this level, in this realm. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying to you? It's really where God wants to take us. Because we're saying, Lord, bring your kingdom into the earth. Great. I need some people who understand kingdom authority. I need some people who understand how to be kings and priests. Let, let me give you this one, Luke 15, 29. Well, let me tell you how. I, this is really great. I wanted to tell you this because it was so wonderful what the Lord did, how the, the Lord began to speak to me about this. <clears throat> I think Murdoch asked me back a few weeks ago, well, it's been a few months now since you went to Argentina. What was the main thing? I couldn't really answer them. Or I gave them some paper answers, what I call it. It's like, that feels like paper. I don't know what I said to them. It probably wasn't right. I don't even remember. But it made me think. But this is one thing that happened to me in Argentina. Okay? I had this dream. Okay? In the dream, this was like the, the last night we were going to be there the next day, and we had a day off, and then we were going to have another night, and we were leaving. So it was that prior night. In this dream, I was back at my daddy's house as a grown man, actually, and I was doing stuff that my daddy likes to do that I always hated to do. I was, helping, I was helping him cut the grass. Okay, we were cutting the grass, 
in the dream. We got through, and I looked back, and I said, Daddy, the lawnmower, the blade needs to be sharpened. Great, let's take it off and sharpen it. Okay? So we took the blade off, we sharpened it, got through with that, and then he brought some guns out and said, these guns need to be worked on. We used to work on guns. We used to do all kinds of stuff when I was growing up. Because my daddy loved to do stuff, and I hated to do stuff. <laughs> I mean, literally, he could, do any, he could build a house from the ground up. He was that kind of person. He could figure things out. He could read a book on, on how to rebuild an automatic transmission and go do it. I mean, he just and he would be, and rebuild it. He would do that stuff, but he was always dragging me into it. And I always didn't want to do it. I, for some reason, I just hated that kind of Don't talk to Becky about it because she's mad at me now because I never learned how to do stuff. I can't do stuff. I have to call people. Can you come over and help me with this? <laughs> Anyways, but in this dream, it wasn't like it was. In this dream, it was wonderful. It was pleasant. It was, it was great being with my daddy. And he's, in the, he's with the Lord now. And then I heard the Lord say to me, healed. That's what he said to me, healed. And I realized what he was saying to me, all the, the, the difficulties that I had had growing up with my dad that really created some problems in my life, God had healed them. Okay? There was a healing that had taken place in my life, and I was healed. And then immediately I saw the Lord come to me. This is the Lord Jesus himself. And this is really, it seemed, this kind of, seems weird, okay? But he had this crown in his hand. And he came and he bowed in front of me with this crown. And I was saying, No, Lord, don't, no! You know, because I'm thinking, I'm in trouble with God. He's bowing to me. I mean, how can this be right? This is wrong. And I heard him say, no, you have to let me do this. And he took this crown and he placed it on my head. And I thought, what in the world was this? Okay, Lord, if you say you have to, I'm good. Just do it. But I didn't, that was it. I didn't really know what it meant. I really didn't really, like, what does this really mean? But what I realized, healed. Here you are, a human being, that lived your life, you came into the kingdom, and the Father heals your life. And suddenly you begin to know Him as Father. You begin, to, you begin to realize who you are, that you're a son, and He's your daddy. And you have this real relationship with the Father. Okay? And He's fixed a lot of things in you where you can have this thing with Him as a Father. Then He says, Good! Now i got something else for you. I want you to be a king. I want you to be a priest unto me. And, he, and you're going to have to learn. And see, I started learning that there was things about the priest and king thing that, or there's things about the, the son thing that didn't work with the king and priest thing. In other words, I realized this, that, that the Lord had a whole protocol to approach him and what he was expecting from me as a king that was not the same as a son. And I realized if I didn't have the son thing settled, I could never, I could never understand this. Because if the if the commander barks an order at you, okay, in combat, uh, if you're an insecure son, you're going to turn your little tail around and walk off with your feelings hurt. You hear what I'm saying to you? Because the commander in, in combat is a commander. He's a king there. He's not trying to be. Daddy to sit in your lap. He's saying, we're at war. Let's get with the program. He's not being mean. He's just being what he's supposed to be. That's mean he's expecting you to respond according to his, the way he's being at that, that moment. 
Are y'all, y'all getting what I'm saying to you? This, that's where God, when I say it's a promotion, in some ways it's no promotion. The highest we could ever be is sons and daughters. That's the ultimate promotion that anybody's going to get, period. Once we come into that revelation. But there is this thing where God says, now that you are, I have things for you to do because I have a big business. And I wanted to read this one scripture here, Luke 15, 29. This is out of the prodigal son story. And, of course, you know, there was this elder brother in this story. And this elder brother was at home with the father, working in the father's field, representing the father's business, okay? But he was so wounded and so insecure in his heart that when his brother came home who really blew it, he was just, he was blown out of the water. He was so offended at his brother and at his father because the way the father treated it. And he said to the father, when the father went out to try to talk to him, as a son, he was not trying to talk to him as a king or a priest. He was coming out daddy to son and was trying to re- entreat this boy. And he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. That word serving there literally means slaving. Okay, that guy had this slave mentality because in his heart he was rejected, in his heart he was insecure, and he was trying his best to make this father happy by doing all this stuff for him out there. And I never did anything wrong. I did everything you told me to do. And look what you've done to me. And that's the way a lot of Christians are. He was, he was wounded. He was hurt. He had that prodigal heart himself. He had that orphan spirit working on him. And therefore, it caused problems. He was offended at his brother. He was offended at the father. That's why you have people in the church that are always mad at somebody, upset. You know, because they got something in them that needs to be healed. They're not bad people. They're like this guy, hurting. And we have to get that hurt taken care of. So when we're out there in the fields doing the Father's work as a king and priest, and he blesses somebody, and we come in after, you know, we're sort of wore out. We're not upset about it. We're like, wow, that's cool. Wow, Chloe spoke in tongues at three years old. Isn't that awesome? That's exciting, Lord. You know, some people, they may be saying, well, I ain't never spoken in tongues. I'm 43 years old. You know? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with God? This stuff don't work. It does work. So, do you understand what I'm saying? God wants to bring us into a place where we're healed, and that's what He's been trying to do. And we know Him as Father, so He can set us in as kings and priests. All right, let me just give you this one more. Are y'all good? Yeah. Luke 1, 18 through 20. Now, everybody knows about old Zacharias. He's a great old guy, right? Actually, he, he, the Bible says that he was a very righteous man. You know, for his day, he was the child of God in, in the Old Testament, you know, way things worked before Christ. So he had this visitation of this angel, okay? Now, you know this guy has got to be messed up. I'm thinking, this guy's got to be messed up. He's got a visitation of the angel, and he's wanting to argue with this angel. But remember, Zechariah was a priest unto the Lord. When this angel visited him, he, this angel visited him in the middle of his priestly function. He did not visit him at home being a child of God, you know, being blessed by the Father. He visited him as a priest. Okay? So, he, so, so the, you know, the angel tells him some stuff. He answered a prayer. It's wonderful stuff. Best stuff you could get. 
And then he says, well, how should I know this? Okay, for I'm an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. You know, how can, why am I going to believe you, big time angel? Which to me is like, oh, gosh, are you crazy? <laughs> and the angel said to him, hey, buddy, my name's Gabriel, and I stand in the presence of God, son, and you have, bla- you have messed up, boy. You're a priest, and you don't believe. You're in trouble. You know? I will sit here to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. Behold, uh-oh, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. So you see what happens. Okay? The guy's voice was taken away from him. All righty? Now, this is important that we get this. Remember I shared with you last week concern about our nation, that Christianity has no voice in our nation? Well, I believe this is it. I believe the Lord has taken our voice away because there's no priest and king representing the church before the government, before God. Okay? Because we've gotten into this unbelief thing in the church. You know, heck, God does all this stuff and we don't believe it. People want to argue stuff down, you know. So God has taken our voice away in our nation, just like he took his voice away, muted him. And see, I think there's people in the church, I think there's probably people in this room right now that at one time you had a voice. You had a voice of authority in the church or maybe you had a voice of authority in home or work or wherever. But you don't have it anymore because you quit agreeing with what God was saying. Okay? This guy was not agreeing with the word of the Lord and he lost his voice over it. So when we agree with God, this is the power of disagreement. You lose the authority. You lose the voice that God wants you to have. And so when you open your mouth and speak, there's no weight on your words. Nobody wants to listen to your words because there's not that God-given authority on it. Now let's look at verse 63. This was after the baby was born and... You know, everybody was saying, you know, this is the kid's going to be, you know, the mom said he's going to be John, and all, you know, all the family is, you know, rose up now. Oh, no. No, sir. Yeah, can you just imagine Grandma and Grandpa and, you know, Cousin Joe? And, oh, heck no, his name's Zacharias. You can't do that. Old Daddy's sitting there thinking, I don't care what y'all saying. I love y'all, Grandma. I love you, Grandma, to death, but I'm going to tell you what, his name's John. because God said his name's John. Y'all hear what I'm saying to you? Don't you think there may have been some pressure there from the family? We we think, oh, we read this, oh, no, you know. No, this is just what the stuff we feel, this pressure, you're going to conform this way, you're going to do it this way. He said, no. And he asked for a writing talent and wrote saying his name is John. Period. No no questions, no disrespect, Granny. I love you. (laughs) You know, so they all marveled, and immediately his mouth was open and his tongue loosed. And he spoke, praising God. And if you read on, he gave these great prophecies. And that's really what all we have to do. All we have to do is repent and say, Lord, I, I'm sorry. I want to agree with what you're saying. I want to get out of this disagreement mode. Get into this agreement mode. Forgive me. What you say is right. What I say is wrong. I'm good with what you've got to say. If I don't like it. And God released, will release your tongue again. He will release your voice again. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to release this voice in his people. He wants to, these people to stand up as kings and priests and speak out what's right. 
That lady there that we showed on the video, whoever she was, she was no famous Christian. She was just a Christian. But I tell you what, she had something going on. Because when she spoke, them security guards were listening. You know? People were listening. Everybody was wanting in on that deal. I don't blame them. I'd have been there. I'd think, yeah, I'm with you. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Pray for me for something. If I don't, if there's something wrong with me. I'm just old. Get fit. Pray I'll be younger. <laughs> so that's all right. I wanted to finish with this one, Luke 21, 10 through 16. So I believe the Lord really wants to bring us into this. This is what I feel God's saying. Okay? This is what I feel Him saying to me. Byron, I'm healing you. I'm fixing you. And I want to bring you into something else. And I want you to start agreeing with what I'm doing. I want you to agree with me. I want you to agree with me. I want you to agree with what I'm doing. I don't care if you like it or not. Just agree with me. Get with me on this. And if you will do that, then something could get released in your life. Okay? God's got more for us. God's not got more for us. Y'all hear me? There's more. God has a lot more. He wants to do more. He wants to bring people into greater things. Anyways, Luke 21, 10 through 16. This is the old end time things. Then he said to them, Nations will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be great earthquakes. All right, remember last week. Okay, I talked to you. There's more shaking coming. Did y'all know we had an earthquake in the mountains this week? Now, I believe the Lord's trying to get our attention. That's just not an accident. Now, that, thank God that was not some terrible thing that happened and people got hurt and damaged a property. And all that. It was just a shaking, like, mm. There was one in Israel. We didn't want to mess with that one. <laughs> We're just glad you didn't fall in. The... God is doing stuff, okay? He's trying to get our attention with these kinds of things. We may think, oh, those just are natural occurrence, but I think God's involved in the affairs of man right now and is trying to speak to, to his people and saying, listen, I, I, I want to get your attention. I want to help you. I want to fix you. I got, there's things coming. I want you to be ready. Uh, and the angel answered and said, well, no, that's wrong. I'm sorry. Back to the angel. Don't you just love angels? I, tell, I was telling my daughter, I told, you know, did I tell y'all about her, Grace? When I tell her? Well, she's very, she saw an angel when she was a teenager. So for her, you know, the, that whole realm is no, like it's a natural like for her. You know, that's what she's kind of expecting those kinds of things to happen. Okay? And we all need to be like that. We need to be sort of expecting that that's, that's our realm. Those, those, are, those are our realms. Anyways, um, I just like that kind of attitude. Leave it here, Dad. <laughs> Earthquakes, famines, pestilence, and there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. Fearful sights. But before all these things, and this is where God really wants to teach us, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons. See, this is already happening in the world. It may not be happening in North Carolina today. It's happening in the world. There's Christians in North Korea that are being tortured for their faith. There's Christians in China that are being locked away. There are Christians that are being murdered by Islamic terrorists because they're not because they're believers. This is happening in our world. What this is the Bible is happening. Just because it's not happening to us doesn't mean it's not happening. And God is trying to say these things are happening now, okay? Uh, but before all these things they will lay their hands on you and persecute you. 
delivering you up to the synagogue of Israel. You will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. Now, that's really what God wants to do. He wants to bring the body of Christ up to the kings and rulers of this earth. He wants to bring us before them. Okay? And, and that's, this is important for us. You may say, well, I may not ever be that. You never know. It may not be anybody in this room. It could be several people in this room. Okay? Nevertheless, this is what the Bible says. But it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. In other words, God is saying, no, this is an opportunity. There's, an, there's opportunities for the body of Christ in the world to stand before world leaders and testify. Okay? And he said... Um, Therefore, settle it in your hearts not to meditate before on what you will answer. Okay? So don't try to figure this thing out. He's saying, you know, don't, don't make a list. Don't develop a teaching. <laughs> you know, just settle that. Now, this is where it gets, this is where I believe what the Lord's trying to say. For I will give you a mouth, or I will give you a voice, and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. That's what God has for the church. He wants the church to begin to work in that now, today, just on our little level. So when the real day comes, when God puts us in a situation, we will have that voice to speak that can't be resisted, that can't be kind of... But, you know, that is... I believe God's saying to us right now, those are the... That's how the kings and priests will operate. They'll be the ones who have the voice. And it may just be with our thing, it may be just with your family or your friends or your co-workers or your, you know, or, or in your church or wherever, or maybe a greater thing. It, it, it really, that's really up to the Lord, the venue where all this is going to happen. But the key is for, uh, to allow God to fix you, to heal you, to deliver you, to settle those issues in your life and allow Him now to teach you kingship, to teach you priesthood and to teach you how to relate to Him on those levels, and to know when He's saying, relate to me as a son right now, and then you get in another situation, and He says, no, you're relating as my priest. You're standing before me as a priest right now. Relate that way. And knowing how to do all that, we don't know how to do it. Only the Holy Spirit can teach us, but He's interested in doing that now. He's interested in releasing that into our lives, into the church. So when the Holy Spirit comes, those are some of the things He wants to do. He's desiring this. So I know the Lord wants to give people, a, maybe you've lost your voice in some area. He wants to restore that to you today. Maybe you've never had a voice. Maybe you're just saying, well, I'm a, yeah, I'm, thinking, I'm supposed to get in on this. I feel this. I, I'm in on it. You know, I'm, I'm feeling it, Lord. I want this. Amen. So maybe we can just pray even together, Byron, that the Lord would really just, that we would be able to repent for even not agreeing sometimes with what the Lord's saying to us and to be able to agree, choose to agree. But I felt like that thing that you said during worship about the sword being mm -hmm. released, mm -hmm. that the Lord really does want to release that sword to, to divide what's Him in our hearts and minds and what's not. Yeah. You know, that he would really make clear what's him so that we can agree with him and what he's wanting to release yeah. in and through mm. us. So if you'll just maybe. Yeah. 
that's yeah, that's right. Mm. Thank you, Father. You, mm. Lord, you just want to help us. You're for us, Lord. You're for us. You're for us. Father, I pray everyone of us in this room and have a heart this morning to humble themselves unto you and let you take us where you want to take us. Lord, we want to receive that sword, which is your word, Lord, which really does divide our own thoughts, Lord, the futile thoughts of man, the demonic thoughts of the enemy and the worldly thoughts, Lord. Lord, I just ask you for that, Lord. For each one of us in this room, Lord, you begin to divide our thoughts and show us the thoughts that we need to cast out of our minds, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Lord. One thing I know, this is the truth. When the Lord, ah, this is crazy, man, I tell you. That's what it makes you feel like, ah. But the Lord's going to speak to some of you, okay? And he's going to say some things to you. I know you've got to be careful about this. And I know this is it's like the edge, I feel, because of people's, you know, if you're not dealt with by the Lord, this is dangerous. But he's going to speak to somebody, and he's going to tell you something that's, a, that's, that's beyond you. I mean, it's going to be good, Okay? It's going to be really good. And you're going to want to reject it because you're going to think this is, this is too big thing, this is too high-minded or something. Okay? But when God is telling you something, you have to agree, even if it sounds like this is way, this just sounds so high-minded. Okay? You, you have to agree with what He says. It doesn't matter. Do y'all hear what I'm saying there? He wants to, because God has big things for people, okay? And He may come and tell you something. This is what I have for you. you you're going to have a choice at that moment to just push it out of your mind or agree with Him. Yes, this, and you fill in the blank, is what you have for me. I receive it. I receive it, Lord. I receive it. God wants to do that kind of thing. We're living in a time where God needs men and women to rise up, children, to rise up in His kingdom. Okay, and that's what that sword thing really does. It really, you'll know, this ain't just me uh, fantasizing. This, this is God speaking to me. That's His voice. I wouldn't have never thought my, about myself like that. This is truthfully God. And it takes, it takes equal humility to humble yourself to that and say, yes, Lord. I humble myself to that and say yes to you, knowing that the Lord will have to do it all, but... Y'all got that? Father, I pray that for every person in this room. I pray for their minds. I pray, God. I pray this, Lord. I pray that you would begin to release those in this room who are suffering from that orphan spirit still, Lord. I pray you just deliver them and break the power of that. I ask, Holy Spirit, for the spirit of adoption to come all over everybody in this room again afresh. Heal us. Deliver us. Set us free, Lord. Do what only you can do. Make us whole before you, Lord. Make us whole, Lord. Let us enjoy our relationship with you as our father and our daddy. Lord, let us enjoy our, our brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord. Let us enjoy the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Father, I just ask you to do that, Lord. I ask you. And Lord, I pray for all of us. Lord, I pray for every person in this room right now. I pray that we would bow ourselves to you right now. Lord, and allow you to come and, and, and really release that anointing for, for being a king and a priest that you'd release it into us, Lord. 
you would release the wisdom, you'd release the knowledge, you'd release the understanding, the sight, to be able to walk in those things in a way that would honor you, Lord. Lord, I just ask you to release that anointing, God, to us, Lord, today, to the people in this room today. Release it, Lord. Oh, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you're at work in the earth, Lord. You're not playing games. You're having a good time, but you're at work in the earth. Lord, raise up your people. Raise up an army in this nation, Lord. Raise up an army in this nation. Let them come out of this room, Lord. I was just sitting here thinking, I really do feel like the Lord's trying to touch this orphan thing deep in us. And, you know, sometimes this thing's just layers. Some of us, I think, have had layers. And um, just a couple of weeks ago, I was visiting my mother. And I realized I've had mother issues. I thought it was all daddy issues, but it's really been some mother issues. And so I just really want to, as I share this, this testimony hits you that you just receive and let the Lord do what he wants to do. Because um, I was sitting with my mother at her house, and we were watching Benny Hinn, and actually the anointing came in the room um, with the Benny Hinn meeting. And my mother loves the anointing. Now, mind you, the Lord's been dealing with me about my mom issues. And the anointing came in the room through this this TV program. It was pretty amazing. And she sits in a recliner all the time. She's got some health problems. So, but all of a sudden, she jumps out of the recliner and comes over to me and puts her arms around me and says, Becky, I love you. Don't you know you will always be my baby? Now, I want to tell you that was the Lord because she was under the anointing when this was going on. See, this was not like... And it was like the Lord was trying to, to fix that thing in me. And He was actually doing it through my mother, you know. And I just feel like there may be some mother issues in the room. Okay. And I want you to respond because the Lord's really serious about this stuff. we got to get healed so that we can go on to the next thing. You know, so we can, you're right, so we can take orders. Because we can't take orders if we don't have this thing settled in us. So I just want to invite you up now. Just let people lay, let people lay hands on you. Because, you know, God's really, he's a, he's a mama, he's a daddy, and he's a friend. He's a brother. He's all of that. And he wants to heal us so that we can go on. So just come on, come on, come on. Come on, ministry team, come on. Come on, let's get this these things. Uh, let the Lord deal with them. I just want to put a little urgency on that because Byron's talking about being the, the priest and uh, being the son today. I got pulled over yesterday, and uh, it was an interesting experience because it was, I got pulled over, didn't know why. It was mistaken identity, turned out. Thank God. But in the instance, I was being pulled over and I was being accused of something, potentially accused of something I didn't do. And I had an instant in my spirit to be at peace with this or to be wrecked by it. And I just feel like in an instant, the prodigal can come home. In an instant, you can be pulled over. You can be in front of the judge. You can be in front of the magistrate. Things can just happen. So if you've had these things that the Lord's been you've kind of said well I don't want to deal with that today well deal with the things you can deal with today in a good circumstance in church when the sun's shining because the circumstances can change in an instant and you can be pulled over and you can be in a circumstance that you didn't see coming 
So I just wanted to share.